It is Thursday, December 9th, and welcome to the Thursday edition of Baseball Today. It's my man, T. Ploof. I am Chris Rose. How you doing, bud? How was Vegas? See, Rosie, had two full days of Vegas. So yesterday was a, a rejuvenation day for me. I'm feeling like myself again. Yesterday was tough, but I had a great time. Uh, we supported a great cause. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, some of my old ball player friends, man. So it's cool to catch up and and see all those guys again. All right. So who'd you see? Let me let me know. Come on. Uh, Tori was there. Tori Hunter. Of course. Uh, Jack Jones was there. Nice. Eddie Gordado. Um, Kenny Lofton, Eddie Murray, uh, a lot of fun guys. Greg Maddox ended up being there, and that was, like, awesome for me. Kind of like a starstruck moment for me. I don't really get to see him too often. Had had you met him before? I don't think so. In passing, maybe, you know, he's one of those guys. He's it's Greg Maddox. Yeah, well, grew up there, went to high school there. Yeah. Um, and is one of known as one of the grossest ballplayers ever. Yeah, I heard some stories about him yeah. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a fun way, but you definitely hear some interesting things when you've been around the game long enough. Good golfer, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to be doing this a lot during the uh, lockout. We're going we're gonna to kind of look at the future. At some point, this thing's going to end. We hope it's sooner rather than later. And even though there was a bevy of activity right before the lockout happened, uh, there's still a ton of really good baseball players that are unsigned. So probably once a show, we're going to pick a big name or two and kind of try and figure out where they fit best and all sorts of stuff. But today's question, once the dust settles, are you more interested to see where Nick Castellanos or Trevor Story ends up? I'm going to go with Trevor Story on this one. Love Castellanos, love what he brings to the ball club, and I love him as a person. But Story, to me, is interesting because you have these two – shortstop free agents left him and Correa Correa, you know, has had the better overall career um, so far, but they're not too far off, but Correa seemingly is going to demand much more money. So I think mm-hmm. teams are going to be looking at story as like, Hey, kind of a similar player, but it's not going to cost us a lot. And you know, teams love payroll flexibility. So I have my eye on one team. I'm very curious what they're going to do with their shortstop position. Let me tell you who it is, please. Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes sense. It's it doesn't seem like they're gonna bring Correa back. They could have offered him something reasonable and they haven't. Right. So st- stories there. Uh, I looked up one of their top prospects is a shortstop. He went to AAA last year and killed it. Jeremy Pena. He's out of Maine. How about that? Uh, but if they don't think he's ready, story is a great option for them. Maybe it's like a three-year deal, something like that. Uh, I love this Astros team. They're not really going anywhere, and I don't want to see them go anywhere because they're so much fun to watch. Uh, but story to the Astros, I think, uh, seems like perfect fit. So you, you talked about payroll flexibility. I'm also going to talk about positional flexibility because, yes, he is a shortstop. Yes, he has actually been one of the better defensive shortstops over the last five-plus years. But there's a lot of teams that are like, okay, well, if we have a vacancy at second base, we could do that. If we have a vacancy at third base, we can do that. And heck, he's athletic enough to put in center field if we want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that for Trevor's story, he's got to kind of take a deep breath, understand this is going to be his best shot at a payday. And it, that means swallowing a little bit of pride. And if a team approaches him and says, hey, we think you are the missing piece, but it's not at shortstop, I think he's got to listen. So that's what makes this whole thing with story really interesting. 
Yeah, I don't think look, he's saying he wants to stay at shortstop because shortstops demand the most money. Right. If a team came to him with a deal that he liked in a place that he liked, I promise you that guy, we had him on our show talking baseball. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed talking baseball with him so much. On talking baseball, talking baseball with story. I loved it. I said after the show, any GM that watched this sh- interview has got to want this guy on their team. Mm-hmm. He works hard. Um, like just the mentality he has, he's like all in on baseball. Yep. And you don't get that all the time on some of the biggest free agents, the guys, especially guys that have already made some money. Uh, but he's all in. And Correa is the same way. I think that both of them are guys. And I say this a lot with free agents. Those are both guys I don't mind giving money to because I know like they're, they're rats, man. Baseball rats. There's one of one thing I will say about Nick Castellanos before we move on. He had a career high in war. And let's remember, war in some cases heavily favors defensive play. It's why Andrelton Simmons for years was always up there among the best in the league. Castellanos is not known for his glove. So mm-hmm. everything he is collecting in the war chest, literally, <laughs> is because of that stick. And so if and when we go to a league-wide DH, his value increases exponentially, in my opinion. And it, we are going to get that. So yeah. that's a great point with Castellanos. You know, I saw him play third base when he first yes. came up. That wasn't very pretty. No, and he was drafted as a shortstop. Oof. Like a lot of guys. Yeah. Like a lot of guys. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, we talked about this a little bit the other day, but it's kind of taken a little bit of a twist. The Mets are pretty cl- close to concluding their first round of interviews for their managerial vacancy. And Pat Regazzo, who covers uh, – the Mets for Sports Illustrated came out with a report that said newly signed Max Scherzer wants Buck Showalter to be the skipper. If you're the team, do you have to listen to that at all? Yeah, of course you listen to it some. I don't think it's the deciding factor. It's very smart for teams to include uh, veterans in some decision-making. You know, that starts the cohesiveness that you want in your clubhouse. You've got to have everybody on the same page. So Max saying that, I'm sure it holds some weight, but not all the weight. I like Buck as a, a manager for the Mets too. I think it's great. Uh, you know, he's kind of labeled old school. But what I think you need with this analytically driven league that we have now is someone that can just process information. I think Buck can do that. Like he's mm-hmm. very well thought out when you hear him speak, like he's well-spoken. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, he's an old school manager, but give the guy the information, let him sort it and then let him go and kind of do the, the managing. If you, will. I think Buck will be uh, excellent at that. And they have other candidates too. Uh, Joe Espada. He, I, I got to know him. He was a third base coach for uh, the Yankees, uh, you know, when I was in Minnesota. So I got to play and talk to all the third base coaches all the time. He was one of the guys I really enjoyed. And now he's been with Houston for a little bit. So you get a little bit of their magic going and uh, or magic. Um, but Buck, I think, is is an excellent choice. One of one of those two guys, I think, uh, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, you want to, you want people to buy in to your team. You don't want them just to be like, okay, well, the Mets paid me an awful lot of money, and it looks like they got a decent team, and I'm familiar with the NL East, and that's why I'm going here. You want your players to feel like they have some ownership in their team, right? Mm-hmm. Any sort of employee, you want to feel that way. But when I read the next line in the story, which was. Stephen Cohen also seemingly favors Buck Showalter. That's the one I paid attention to (laughs) because that's the guy signing the checks. And if the boss man likes him, usually the boss is going to win out. So it's cute little story with Scherzer. It is not the end all be all. 
Yeah, I don't think Steve Cohen or he's he's the kind of guy that I think when he makes up his mind, I think he makes up his mind. He might be doing his due diligence, mm-hmm. you know, like he's got to, you know, do the whole, you know, what is it called? Charade. But uh, I agree with you there. <laughs> and by the way, it wouldn't surprise me if if Cohen and Scherzer were on the same page that at the introductory news conference that Steve Cohen says, hey, listen, I talked to a lot of our players here. The name Buck Showalter was on the tip of their tongue. Like, make it feel like, yes, I listened to you. But at the end of the day, he was the first pick anyway. Then it's a win-win, if that's the case. I'd love to see Buck up there. It'd be nice. Yeah, and it would be entertaining as hell, I can tell you that. He is, his dry wit is off the charts good. Really funny. All right. Uh, We're about six weeks away from finding out if we're going to have any new members of the Baseball Hall of Fame from the modern era, as voted on by the Baseball Writers of America. Uh, Giants pitcher Alex Wood actually took to Twitter to make his plea for one player in particular. He said, why does it matter if you were tied to steroids officially or not? There's certainly guys already in the Hall of Fame that took steroids. Doesn't take a genius to see that. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, and I really don't think there's an argument to keep him out, in my humble opinion. Your thoughts? I agree. Look, the Hall of Fame is not some squeaky clean place, people. Okay, there's a lot of guys in there. We can just go down the list. There's steroid users in there, you know, almost 100%. There's guys that only played against white people, no people of color. Like, they were playing against – you know, a league that didn't include everybody like that doesn't make any sense. So like, you know, let's, let's have the hall of fame be, you know, what it's supposed to be a museum, put, put the best ball players in, tell the story though, go ahead and talk about, you know, all these guys that got caught up in the nineties and two thousands with steroids, tell that story, let people understand this is where we were at. This is where we're at now. You can't pick and choose because the hall of fame, like I said, is already riddled with people who, you know, didn't play against everybody or did use steroids. Like it's, it's not a perfect place. So yeah, Barry belongs in the hall of fame along with all these other guys that are tied. They do. And you just got to tell the whole story. So a few things, Uh, this is bonds and Clemens, uh, their 10th and final year of eligibility before their names move on to veterans committee. Uh, If I, I do not, I'm not a baseball writer of America. I've never had a vote in my little fictitious world. When I always did a fake ballot, he was always on it and Clemens was always on it in part because I do differentiate between pre league giving a shit and post league giving a shit. If, um, if both the players union and ownership cared enough about going down the dirty road in the nineties, they would have collectively bargained it. Neither side cared. The players who were clean didn't feel like, well, this is something this is a hill I'm going to die on. It's not that important for me to differentiate myself from the rest of the constituents here that are dirty. It's just not. I'm okay with just getting paid X amount of dollars and we can have this many privileges in our collectively bargained agreement, but this isn't number one on my priority list. The owners didn't give a shit because what, what was the motto in the 90s? Chicks dig the long ball. So that's all they cared about. Let's get asses in the seats. Let's have McGuire and Sosa save the sport in 98. And so everybody was rowing in the same dirty boat. So then we have the Mitchell report in 2000 and whatever it was. 
you know, there was the sample testing where all the names were supposed to remain anonymous, but didn't. And then in 2004, we start penalizing guys. And that's where I draw the line. Now, I'm not saying it's right necessarily, but Bonds and Clemens never tested positive for steroids once we got to that point. I agree. I, I look a little bit differently at guys that, you know, uh, allegedly or did use after the rules were in place. Do you I look do, differently I, at A-Rod? Were the rules because in he place? Did, he, he technically never failed a test. He just accepted the biogenesis one-year suspension. He never failed a test. But that was that was later. That was after all that stuff, too. That was... Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do look differently at A-Rod. I do. Manny? Because I, I think he willingly knew he, like, he knew he was cheating the game. Whereas mm-hmm. back, maybe some of the guys, you know, uh, back in McGuire's day, it just seemed like everyone was doing it. And I don't know. I, well, you're getting well, me in let, a pickle. You're getting me in a pickle now. I'm everyone not you in a pickle because it's a discussion that we, we do have to have because if it's a part <laughs> okay. of history, it's a part of history. I'll give you my, I'll give you my steroid stance. Okay. Yes, please. I don't like guys that have done steroids. Uh, they're, I, not, not, Take that back. That's a bad quote. Fucking strike that from the record. Okay. There are guys that I do like that take steroids. Some of them are my friends. Okay. Everyone knows what's going on here. This is all public knowledge. Okay. But it's hard for me to look at them the same as a clean player. That's perfectly fine. That's it. That's a sensible, in my opinion. Yeah. I give much more credit to guys who went through the game clean, did it the right way. You know, that's just how I look at it perfectly fair it makes some people uncomfortable some people have had enough of this over the last decade the reason it's such a big story this year is because it's the final at bat for bonds and clemens and in fact yesterday on the rose rotation we taped a hall of fame special with three guys who are eligible to vote for the hall of fame ken david off of the new york post howard bryant of espn um and jeff passan of espn interestingly passan and Bryant no longer cast their Hall of Fame votes because of this issue. And it is, um, it's amazing stories as to why they don't, but they're extremely opinionated about it. So too is Ken. They have very different opinions on who they would vote for, who they wouldn't when it comes to this, when it came to Kurt Schilling, who's in the final year of his eligibility and even asked to be taken off the ballot a year ago. Um, There's a lot of stuff that's, and that's going to come out we taped it and we're going to hold it until the end of the year. So I think the last year of last week of 2021, it'll be out. It's a really, really good conversation. Okay. I like that. I'm, I'm adamant about that. Even I think in my day, my baseball playing days, you know, like obviously everyone knew you can't be taking steroids. The thing that I think the league had a problem with, and they've done a good job with this is the Adderall, the Ridlin, you know, those things, those were running rampant guys that didn't really need it. It was really just a performance enhancer. Um, and they've cut back on that. They've made it a lot harder to get the therapeutic use exemption for it. So I think that's, that's a really good thing, but I wouldn't even, I didn't even want to do that. I just didn't, it just didn't feel right to me ever. I've never even taken Adderall in my life. You don't need it. You've got enough energy, bro. Not I'm the same I way. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I could have taken a leg up and just been like locked in for 162, but it just, you know, that's not how I want to be remembered. All right. If we really want to talk about something controversial, <sighs> we'll get to your 2021 list of the hottest MLB players that you put yeah. out in conjunction with mansplaining baseball elsewhere. Yes. So you had a top 10 list and for people yes. there, it is that aren't familiar with it. 
You had Shohei followed by Freed, India, Tatis, Jazz, Tuck, Tim Anderson, Tyler Glass now, Jorge Soler, and Bryce Harper. Yeah. Which of the 10 caught the most flack on social media? Um, well, an omission actually caused the most flack. Okay. So I think everyone was fine with the list, although, you know, I got to say something. Everyone came at me, and the most quote-tweeted thing was, this is what a, a straight male would pick. These are the guys a straight male would pick. Huh. And I need to tell everyone, can you not read? It's me and three females picking this list. I am 25% of the vote. This is who we all decided together are the hottest guys. And we don't just go based on looks. It's deeper than that. Got it's it. skill. What kind of season did you have? How's your clout right now? The it factor, stuff like that. So I want to make that point. But the one person people were pissed, like real pissed, probably like a thousand replies were like, where's Dansby Swanson? It's, I got to be honest with you. It's one of the things I immediately thought about. <laughs> it's fair. But Chris, this is a, our third iteration of this list. Okay. It's going to be coming out twice a year. Uh, preseason end of season we might do middle uh we've had dansby on the list okay this thing this thing evolves this isn't like set in stone like these guys are the highs like it's an evolving thing who's got that hot the hot so it's a little bit like it's a little bit like college football rankings during the year not that much but yeah yeah like we've had guys like glass now was off the list last time why was he off the list did he get was he uglier and then he got more handsome what happened I don't, we didn't think his war, his play warranted him to be on the list oh. at one point. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm being honest. We're going to have to play this clip for him. No, you know lo- I love, I love this guy. He'll probably say, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. He knows he's hot. And that's another thing. When a guy starts to know how hot he is, he's off the list. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. You can't be walk around like, yeah, I know I'm hot. No, like that's not what we like on this. That's why Shohei's number one. Big year. Everyone, la- everyone last time we had a list was pissed that he wasn't on it. So we took that into consideration. Boom. Yeah. He's unassuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't quite understand the rest of this stuff. Like up and comer, I get honorable mention. That's a tough category to be in yeah. for Kepler and Springer because you're like, we just missed out. Now we want to be like, we want to be your backup prom date. Doesn't sound interesting to me if I'm one of those guys. Sugar daddies. Yeah, this is a good one. How do you not understand that? These are our sugar daddies. These guys, you got to have a big contract. You're usually a little bit older. So be a vet. You got to be a veteran to be a sugar daddy. Long well, okay. goes. But- Crawford, I get. Robbie Ray, like, just turned 30. How's yeah, he, he a just sugar got daddy? Because ba- he just got the bag, Chris. That's why. But a sugar, I think of a sugar daddy in, like, his 70s. Like- Baseball age, what do you think 30 is, man? 30, no way. Not anymore. That's what they tell you. You're 75 when you're 30. No way that just turning 30 equates to 70. Your math is off. Sugar daddy for me is like uh, someone that's going to be paying, picking up the check at dinner. You know, who's who's taking care of the boys. That's the sugar daddy. Okay. When you sign a contract that, guess what? No matter how old you are, you're a sugar daddy. Okay. And then CC, if we're going over this list that could still play award. That's the number one compliment you want as an ex player. Oh man, you look like you could still play. It warms your heart when you hear that. And CC has worked his 
literally worked his ass off. Yes. To Dude, get into great like, shape. So it, it looked like CC put himself in the dryer and shrunk. I mean, <laughs> seriously, that's what it looks like. I'm, I'm proud of him. I think it's awesome. It's great. I, can I make one suggestion? Sure. I think next year we should do a collaboration with the Rose Rotation. You guys, we will get everybody together on a Zoom for the show. Okay. And go over the, the process of talking this through. You will put out the list first. Then we will put out the show a couple days later to show how we came up with the list. So you, you want like me to idea add, or no? I, I do. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, people want more. I don't, I don't know what people want. Like people said, our list isn't diverse, diverse enough or whatever. Like we need, or they want more people to be in on it. Like, but guess what? You can make your own list people if you disagree with mine, but I do like the idea of having the rotation on and just talking through. I think people will like that because when you're around, you know, other ball players, like, you know, there are guys that you got a little bit of crush on, you know, like, damn, I really respect the way he plays. Like there are things that come up. Like I like that guy. See, Oh, I've got a, I really have a great idea for this whole show. Okay. Can I, can you bring me in to executive produce the show and I'll let you guys just be the stars and would that, would that be okay? I'm okay with you being part of the process too, Chris. I know there are guys. No, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to, no, no, no. You, you guys have your own, but I think it'd be fascinating because just like when March Madness and the field is, is selected on that Sunday, people would love to hear the debate as to why a team didn't get in. (laughs) or why a team got seated here. Like, this is what people want. So for next year, or whenever you're going to come out with your hottest, your next hottest players list, we've got to do this. Okay, I'm in. Dansby, I'm sorry, man. Look, I know you're a good-looking dude, but we just felt like, look, he just got recently engaged. We're not trying to be home wreckers here. Right. No. Um, we felt like Dansby won the World Series. He's really feeling Dansby. So, you know, when that happens, we just, we just got to knock you down a peg. We'll bring him back up. Okay. Uh, all right. What do you have coming up on uh, John Boy Media, except having to dodge the, the uh, arrows that are coming your way for the hottest MLB players? You know, uh, I got the rest of the weekend off, Chris. Talking baseball is Monday, Wednesdays right now. Um, sequence will be out next Tuesday. I haven't even filmed that yet, so we'll see what we got going on. What do you got? Well, uh, so we're on every Tuesday and Thursday. We changed our yep. schedule. So we're not back on until Tuesday. And that'll be the same day that the next episode of the Rose Rotation drops. We are recording it tomorrow with Stephen Brault. And this is really going to be fascinating because Stephen is currently unemployed. He was DFA'd by, mm-hmm. the, uh, by the Pirates. I texted him and I said, hey, are you okay to talk about this? Because it is, it's not the easiest thing to do. You know, the, it's the worst time to be DFA'd. Um, yes, right ever. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, absolutely. I want people to know where my head is, what's going on, how he's feeling physically because he had an injury marred 2021 and how he plans on paving his way in the future in baseball. And on top of that, we're going to break down his favorite baseball movie of all time, field of dreams. So we're going to break that apart. And, uh, I think it should be a good time. It should be fun. Is, it, is this his first time getting DFA'd? Oh, I believe so. It's a scary time. If he needs to talk to someone, he can talk to me. I appreciate it. You know, he's got such a good spirit about himself. 
Yeah. Um, it's still scary, man. Like you said, you don't know where you're going to be playing next year, especially during the lockout. You feel like you're not wanted in the big leagues anymore. It, There's man. a lot of weird feelings that you get. No question. That's frightening. Uh, also, I, I want to remind everybody, please, help us out, and we can help you out. It's a two-in-one. There's a real brief survey that we would like you guys to take. It'll take probably less than five minutes. Uh, the description is here in this episode. If you're just audio only, hop on over to our YouTube channel. You can click the link and off you go. Uh, we want to be better at what we do. We feel like we've, we've been able to uh, you know, give everybody something special in the baseball space over the last several years, or in my instance, since March when I joined on. But we always want to get better. And we want to be able to give you what it is you want. So it's important for you to fill out a survey. So you say, this is what I love. This is what I'd like to see. This is what I don't like. And we can take it. I mean, this is what we do. We are content providers. So we need to hear from you. So not only will you be filling out the survey and hopefully getting better content, you will also be getting 20% off at the John Boy Media Shop. And Dang. it's the holiday season. Use that 20% for yourself or that somebody special in your life so you can help us help you get better content, and we can help you save money. Win, win, win. That's a win, okay? win. Does it make sense? As long as you guys say nice things about me and Chris. You could say nice stuff about Trev. He's the one that needs the encouragement. I've been I taking do. elbows to the chin for years. No big deal here. I, I think I am better off when people are like complimentary of me. Well, we all are. Who wants to hear this? No, some people need that, that motivation. Oh. I don't, I don't work well with negative stuff. You know, it all depends how you fester it. Some people are, are the ones that have to fire back at every criticism on Twitter. Like I don't do that. I've done, I've done it in the past. I've said some stuff, not, nothing real harsh, but occasionally you'll say something, but for the most part, people are allowed that they can blow off their steam any way they want in your direction. I got to really respect you to listen to you if you're talking crap about me. Yeah, it's not fun. I'm not saying, yeah, go for it. <laughs> if you talk fun. crap and said, hey, you need to improve here, I'd listen to you. I respect you, Chris. Yeah. Okay. So let me know. All right, dude. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Take a breath. Are you going to go to Arizona and watch your uh, BFF, Maddie Stafford, play the Arizona Cardinals? <sighs> There is a plan in the works right now that we might fly in, fly out that night. Uh, so we'll see. Okay. All right. I'll be, I'll be here on Tuesday no matter what. I love. That's what I need to hear. That's what I need to hear. And thanks to everybody for listening and consuming Baseball Today, a production of John Boy Media. We'll see you each and every Tuesday and Thursday. Have a great day. And don't forget to criticize the shit out of Ploof and Mansplain Baseball elsewhere for their hottest MLB players, they're waiting and operators are standing by. <laughs>